everybody and welcome to another Spaceman from Pluto podcast. I'm your host today, Christian, and joining me as usual is... Ben. <laughs> Dan. And James. And today, because of the recent Netflix release of uh, Zack Snyder's new movie, Army of the Dead, uh, we've all gone off, we've all watched it, so we're going to sit down, give you a review, uh, and then maybe if we've got time at the end of the podcast, we'll go into what we recommend bring that back for a bit because uh, we've all been off watching things yeah, it's been to... half term I've been celebrating yeah, yeah. had a week off uh... <laughs> <laughs> that has not been the case no. <laughs> we have had so much time not mm, free very busy yeah. yes my transformation into Dan is one step closer <laughs> today yeah <laughs> We kind of look like the same person at slightly different stages of evolution. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Will, it's like Ben's the starter evolution. I'm the middle one. You're the Blastoise. <laughs> <laughs> and Christian has evolved to... Christian's our trainer. He doesn't need glasses. His eyesight has evolved to be perfect. I'm the, uh, I'm the mega evolution. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the Super Saiyan version? Shut that? up, Ben. I can't get involved. Hello, fellow kids. I don't. I can't. I can't be involved in this. I've, you never you know. played Pokemon growing up, Ben. No, I was a normal child. I, you know. I mean, if you weren't playing Pokemon, you were not a normal. I feel child. like playing Pokemon when you were a kid, especially for your generation, is pretty normal, man. Yeah, it's almost too normal. All right, did you collect Yu-Gi-Ohs? I didn't really Yu-Gi-Ohs? get Yu-Gi-Ohs. Yeah, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh. He said okay, he did. He did boomer. say Yu-Gi-Ohs. Yeah, I said it deliberately. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry, that's okay. Then. I, ha- I did have a, I did have some Yu-Gi-Ohs. Yes, I was more of a Beyblade kid. I had a lot of Beyblades. Oh, no, I was, I was Pokemon uh, I'll, and Yu-Gi-Oh. You know what? I'll, 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 I'll give you some leeway. I had some, bla- I had some Beyblades as well. Yeah, Beyblades were the best ones. Because mm. Anyone... they were actually oh. the thing. You, you could get yeah. the actual Beyblades. You could customize them. You got the little. You got you could get a little arena thing. I was gonna say I liked buying the like off-brand modified ones that were made of actual metal and would like yeah. take someone's eye out. It would mess up your fingers, man. It was well good. <laughs> Proper violent kids' toys. That's what you want. That's what's that's what's wrong with this bloody generation. <laughs> they don't have kids' toys that can slice off fingers and take out eyes. Exactly. I, I remember a friend of mine had these really cool Ninja Turtles toys, and it was like you'd fold them up. But like when you then pulled the shell back in one swift movement, it would spring out and like create arm around them. But it was impossible to put them back or like deploy them without like pinching the skin in your finger every oh, single nice. time. <laughs> here's the uh, here's the big question. Here's we find out who was the rich kid who had Tracy Island. Yeah, definitely not me. Look oh, look at this! Christian, give it wait, which way? Christian, high five me. Other way, other way, other way. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I think I had like one Thunderbird, like ship. I think. Uh, I think I did. You have. I feel like you're oh, a yeah, Thunderbird one guy. No, nah, he's a Thunderbird two boy. Which yes. one's Thunderbird two? Thunderbird two is the green, fat, green one. Oh no, that was a massive one, wasn't it? Thunderbird yeah. one was the like grey and blue one with the red top. It looked like a pretty standard rocket. Maybe three was again a standard rocket, but it got three. It's red. It was red. bright red. I think I had yeah, Thunderbird yeah. 4, which was Thunderbird the submarine. The submarine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the little, yeah, yeah I think, out of Thunderbird 2. Yeah, yeah, I think I had that one. 
I think that was the cool. I I think I like that one the best. It was that was cool. the coolest one. I I was I was proper privileged as a kid. I had all five plus <gasps> Tracy Island. Unbelievable, Ooh. man. Unbelievable. Did they not come with Tracy Island? No, I I the, the, the I had the little miniature versions that came with Tracy Island, but I also had the big ones. They're oh not, the, shit, okay. James! They're not going to sell them together in one package. <laughs> no, they when did. You, when you could pay five separate prices. No, I, I'm pretty sure I just I got Tracy Island. It came with. Thunderbirds one to one through four. Nah, your parents bought it all. I'm telling you. you. Do you guys remember? The, do you guys uh, remember the blue, the blue Peter uh, Tracy Island? Right? Do you remember that? Well, you, you can make it, it being a thing, paper mache and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it's Andrea oh, yeah. Turner. It was like a massive craze. It's like it really caught on the blue Peter do it yourself Tracy yeah. Island. I wonder how long that'd last now before they got like a cease and desist letter from <laughs> yeah, Thunderbirds. It's like, yeah, um, this is copyright infringement. I mean, Thunderbirds is all on BritBox Yeah, I think now, so, yeah. So I think it's under the same umbrella, that, so the BBC would probably get away with it. BritBox has started making their own original stuff yeah. now. I really? don't know what it... I remember, I remember hearing something about a BritBox original, yeah. Yeah, they brought back uh, Spitting Image as a BritBox oh, original. Jesus Christ. Right, okay. What was Spitting Image again? Uh, it's like ugly puppets uh, to political. take the take the mick out of yeah, political, political people. Satire, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. yes it yes, was yes, really, yes. really big in the sort of late eighties, I think. Late eighties, early nineties. It was like a proper popular show. Yeah, yeah, I swear yeah. you brought it up loads of times because you. I swear I've always said that you and your dad say that Matt Hancock actually looks like a spitting image puppet. Wow, that's like. And, and now he has one. <laughs> is. is it Matt Hancock? It's one of them. Maybe it's Cummings. No, I think it is Matt Hancock. Dom- Dominic Cummings. The, I'm pretty sure the spitting image nah, joke currently I I know is that he's a, a lizard. I know you're thinking of. Uh, Michael Gove, I think. No, no, uh, I'm, I'm sure it was that Ben was saying that he and his dad always laugh about how he actually looks like a spitting image puppet. Well, we don't. Maybe it's not you, then. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. I've, I've made Is he... Up. Dad, is he... Is he right? I don't know. <laughs> Answer in the comments. Let us know, Dad. Let us know in the comments. Cheers. <laughs> we can get all our parents in the comments. They're the only people they should that do a seem to like our stuff. Oh, <laughs> I was talking to someone on Hinge uh, recently, and I mentioned that I kind of do a podcast as a bit of a hobby kind of thing. And she was like, oh, send me the podcast. Send it me, send it me. And I sent it a never heard from her again. <laughs> <laughs> so that went down pretty well. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, are we the dead? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back onto the topic of uh, today's podcast. We all sat down, obviously, watched uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. So, uh, would anyone like to lead in with thoughts? Should I lead in with thoughts? Go on, lad. Go on. Um, my old oh, prediction. Prediction. My dad predicts Christian did not like this film. Oh, okay. Do I want to mm. know what he predicted about me? He didn't. Well, we didn't talk about you. I'm <laughs> <gasps> Because because Christian's the Snyder disliker. Ah, the truth. Um. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's very well. <laughs> documented at this point. Hang on, I mean, we did talk about you, James, and he says he's a big fan. Oh, thanks, David. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Um, David Pye. 
Welcome to the comment section, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope she never sees this video. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's very warm, and I think my brain's melting a bit. So, apologies. It, it, it is. How's that water tasting warm. today? It's actually pretty good today. It's relatively fresh, so it's it tastes like water. Uh, you're not, not like drinking toxic waste. Yeah, you're not drinking toilet water today. That's well, not yet. Not, not, not yet. yet. <laughs> not yet. It's always warm enough. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <God>. yeah. <laughs> what did you think, Christian? Yeah, it's pretty well documented that I don't particularly like Zack Snyder films, uh, but I went into this one with low expectations and not taking it particularly seriously. And for the most part, I enjoyed it. Oh. I, I I had a decent time. It was sort of a ridiculous, over the top, stupid zombie film. Um, was more than a bit too long <laughs> bit gratuitous in length but i expect no less from Zack snyder <laughs> can i ask dan a question <clears throat> For, i think on. i think ev nearly every film we talk about dan hasn't watched it <laughs> did you watch this film dan kind of yeah <laughs> it was on in the same room that it dan was on was in. it was on, not unlike um kong versus godzilla I was on. I was in the same room watching this, and I caught most of it. To be honest, it's just. Eh, <laughs> uh, I mean, what I did catch of it. I mean, I get the gist massively. I understand exactly. I saw what the film had to offer. I think because I don't think it was particularly sort of deep in what it was trying to do. Really, um, it it was. Uh, it seemed like relatively interesting. I liked the fact like there was a bank heist at the centre of it all and everything, and it was a bit of a spin on on the zombie genre in that way. Um, yeah, I mean, it seemed all right. I mean, it seemed okay. It was a bit weird. It was a bit weird in places because there was that one, there was that one character, Ben informed me of the one um, character who w was cut from the film, the one actor who was cut from the film. And then they basically just spliced in this uh, other actor yeah. after the f after filming. And you can really tell, like, especially I if someone, I don't know if it's maybe because Ben pointed it out. But like, there's something about like, like she doesn't like the nobody, guys from Red. Nobody really, other than Dave Bautista, nobody addresses her. Yeah, yeah. Wait, exactly. Which character was it? So yeah, it's the it's the pilot, the the yes. lady pilot, yes. the female yeah. character, the pilot. I mean, they're lucky that it, of all the people, it was the one that they send off on their so own mission. Or do you reckon? Yeah. Do you reckon that's a rewrite? It may have been cut around and made to kind of see she could have been in. There was that one scene where they were all together, and um, you know, in the warehouse going over the plans for the heist and it's like she was just oh, like oh spoiler warning for army of the dead should probably put that up oh, top yeah. oh yeah well, well people yeah, know, I so. uh, I, I say yeah it's been people... out a while but just yeah. whack one up top ben just so yeah know. we'll talk about you know various well, plot points we're, i guess we're, we are gonna spoil this movie because we've tried doing spoiler free reviews before and it just ends yeah. up being like you know that bit where that thing happens because yeah. we want to talk yeah. about the film so yeah, yeah. You know, let's talk about it. Um, yeah, there's that one scene where they're on in the warehouse. She's kind of like composited into the scene, and it sort of like just looks kind of weird. The red light um, media guys like said uh, something to that effect in their review, and that it just seems like she she's in a completely different film, and she's not totally aware of where she is most of the time, <laughs> and none of I, the characters are aware of her either. I'd, I'd have to go back and look at it, knowing which character it was, because I knew it was one of them, but I, I 
didn't it's, uh, quite pick up which one. I didn't it, watch this film very closely, I'll be honest with you. It, it's Peters, played by Tig Notaro. Uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, knowing that she was the one that was added in afterwards and that her and Batista have never met each other um, and managed to be in the same film as each other, sharing scenes. Pretty much. Um, yeah. her, her introduction was hilarious to me. Where it just yeah, kept, yeah, yeah. it was her behind a chain link fence talking, yeah. and then it had just cut to uh, Batista, and he'd just be stood there nodding yeah. while I her totally, voice talks off screen. Yeah, like a totally different set of rushes. Like yeah, they yeah. were just kind of edited to kind of yeah, it was so obvious. But um, I don't know. Maybe it's something you wouldn't notice if you weren't aware aware of it. Maybe if Ben hadn't mentioned it, I wouldn't have thought anything more of it. But it, but it does. You can tell. You can tell. Like well, that that you've noticed that something's off, but you might not know exactly what it is. In that scene when they first, when you first meet her and she accepts the job, there's the bit, isn't there, where as she walks off, the the other lady, like the love interest for Batista's, like, oh, she's nuts or whatever. And you noticed it, Dan. She, the actress, clearly mouths the word he. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's and, over, yeah. And even in the film, they say, oh, the helicopter guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, and and they just keep referring to her as uh, like Bud and Guy. Yeah, and it's yeah. like yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a good thing they did that in the first yeah. draft. Uh, yeah. Just for any listeners who aren't aware, it was Chris D'Elia was originally in the role, and then just because yeah, yeah. of controversies, they broke him out of the film. Which you know, cancel culture, say what you will. It's their choice, and they can do what they want really at the end of the day. And I don't, I personally don't think it's such an awful idea when people have done bad things to cut them out of films what if like after the after the film is released james what what, what, what would you opinion on that if like say a film's been out like a year and then someone does something i think and that's then a bit weird someone though. someone is cut out of it yeah. it's possible isn't it you could do it theoretically yeah. well yeah like a, a whole snyder cut type thing scary scary films, redo films. Scary look, look at what lucas has been doing with the star wars films for years yeah to, yeah to be honest i think it was uh like as much as I noticed it, I thought I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, it's pretty, pretty impressive that they've managed to like film these th- these scenes after the fact and edit them in. And to most people who don't know about any of this and are just sitting down and watching it on Netflix, most people probably won't notice. The scenes might be a little jarring in places, but they did a a pretty good job of managing to like keep the keep that character. Um, and I think they were just lucky that it wasn't a massive role. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, as far as like the the actual zombies go as well, I thought it reminded me a bit of I, I Am Legend, where they're yes. a little a little bit yeah, more intelligent. Yeah. And there's, they've got like a society going on of their own thing going on. They're not just like brain that dead. Yeah. That was that was interesting. Um, was, did anyone notice the strange like? I haven't fully read up on it. Some of them had like bright blue eyes. Yes. yes, so someone was telling me earlier, I don't know if it's confirmed by Snyder or if it's just a theory, but one of the ideas that's been floating around is apparently they're supposedly almost like drones that the military have sent in to like spy on them and just keep tabs on what's going on in Vegas. And that's why like there's one bit where Batista shoots one, you see that it's got like a metal face underneath and glowing yeah, eyes. Yeah. I'll be honest, who cares? Right. Why, why, why yeah. throw that in an already two and a half hour film but not yeah, really explain yeah. it? I was going to say, I noticed it and I was like, weird little Easter egg. You know, there's, there's a few little points that I noticed and I was like, kind, kind of interesting that they threw that in there for very little reason. Like, um, very beginning of the film, there's a wide establishing shot as they're driving towards 
Uh, I think it's the outside of Area 51, and there's two UFOs that shoot off up into the sky. Oh. Um, that you see for like a split second, just two UFOs that, that hover and then shoot up. In the appalling oh opening acts, that opening bit. Oh, yeah. So what was wrong they, with it? When they're in the car saying like, you know, you know, you know, you know, and then the the, the like the the married couple in the car, and then there's the bit where the two arm, army soldiers, they run. The one of them, one of them drags the other one out of the car, and they start running away. When he's sat in a, a like a vehicle that is running the engine's running and he drags him out of it and they just stumble away when they, it, they could have just got in the car and driven away it's just really dumb and really like lazy um yeah. i it, it was the it's, best start it's yeah it's also something i want to bring up one of the things that um a lot of zombie films don't do and this film chose to do is explain how the outbreak started and i don't Does think it? i don't think they needed to because like, we don't know where that first zombie came from, really. Like, we don't well, know what no, created it. We, we, we don't know that, but... The government I, I, created I, it, haven't they? I think they could have just opened with like a short montage of there's zombies in Vegas, and it would have been... You know, like back, in, back when Zack Snyder did zombies the first time, didn't really explain where the zombies... You know, he just hit the ground running, it's like, boom, zombies... Um, which was another little Easter egg. Apparently, there's a. I, I didn't notice it, but apparently, there's a point on a newspaper where it refers to the or something where it refers to the Massachusetts incident, mm, um, which cool. is a hint back to Dawn of the Dead being connected to Army of the Dead. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, one thing I will say about this film, and you guys may disagree, I think it didn't really feel like I was sat there for two and a half hours. There was like a point where I was like. Okay, probably about 20 minutes in. I looked, and I was like 45, 50 minutes in. Like, I felt like it just sort of got going and went. I, don't know, I, wa- I watched it in two chunks, so I can't really right, comment. Okay. Uh, I watched it over I, one or two days, so... Yeah, I um, no, I sat down and watched it in one sitting. And while I do agree with people that it is, it is gratuitous, you know, a, a lot of people I've seen have said it's really long and unnecessarily at points. Um, and I do agree with that, but it, it didn't feel... Uh, as long as it was um, no. every time it sort of slowed down it would ramp back up enough that every time you know I'd like pause to go get a drink or something and I'd be like oh I've got to be like an hour in now and I'd click and it'd be like oh hour 25 minutes and I'm like mm-hmm. oh cool Yeah, I just wish it was more to do with Vegas that's kind of been That'd a common be cool. one like Vegas is known for the nightlife and the lights you yeah. don't like get any of it get any of it during no. the actual it, it could film. be any city really it could have been anything and it's like a lot of it reminded me of uh christian talking about the first halo it's just a lot of gray corridors <laughs> and because i heard saw people in comments and videos saying it's just a lot of corridors it's like yeah they're kind of right you know it's such a shame because i like, like the opening montage where there's a guy being chased by those go-go dancers like where's that like why isn't there a people dressed up who are zombies and like yeah. more of the casino fight that, um, that, it was just a bit where's zombie Celine Dion yeah just the, yeah things like that <laughs> yeah. where's the, it, it, could she still be on stage as a zombie just stuck <laughs> there like because they had that hint of like some of them still you know do their old stuff like yeah, their old lives cool. like you just do stuff like that and it's just like it could have been any why is it a grey desert <laughs> yeah. well I know it's in the yeah. desert but like why is it like a wasteland you yeah. know like a post-apocalypse uh, wasteland it, that, that was one of the things like the trailers showed off like Oh, zombie dressed as Elvis, and oh look, there's a fight in a casino. 
the fight in the casino isn't till the very end of the film. You know, they wander around the casino, but they're never in it very long. They're just in the like basement for a good chunk of the film, or on the roof for a good chunk, or just wandering the streets of Vegas in absolute daylight. Yeah. Um. So I I felt they could have leaned into that more. Um. Another thing that I felt they didn't lean into hard. I mean, they they lent into it pretty well, but they didn't lead into it enough. Is they had Dave Batista. <laughs> Why was he not fist fighting zombies? Batista hmm. bombing them through desks. There, because there was the hint of it. I, I did enjoy because it's you know because it was a dumb the bit where he has like a fight with a zombie and it can fight back somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you know well why not? It's something different you know. And I, and I enjoyed. I think I don't know if you've seen it, James. The Weekly Planet episode. They talked about his little glasses that he wears. Yeah, I love yeah. the glasses. <laughs> yeah. I love the glasses that he had. Yeah, I didn't mind him in this. I thought he was actually not too bad oh, as the lead. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. And I wonder whether maybe that's why we didn't see more hints to him being wrestling because I get the sense that he's trying to be more of an actor than a wrestler now. But I, they also then did a full partnership with WWE with exactly. like for this film, so it's kind of mixed messages. I was gonna say that even when they're trying to break away from it though and be actors they usually try and hint back uh, a little bit to the fact that they were wrestlers i mean look at the rock um the first jumanji film there is a section where he rock bottoms someone through a table and it's like i just wanted him to he, he didn't have to go full wrestling all he had to do was pick a zombie up and batista bomb it through a desk yeah, in yeah. like a, a split second sequence give it five years maybe more and he'll be doing shit like that because it's like Jumanji is like well into the Rock's career he's, yeah, yeah. he's at the point now where he could be like oh it's a bit funny isn't it yeah, Whereas yeah. I think Batista's still kind of trying to take himself seriously one thing I will say that this film did and I loved it because I'm sick of zombie shows and films not doing it they called them zombies they actually yeah. said the Z word they're not pissing about with oh the walkers the crawlers the deaders and all this stuff they just <laughs> went well, they're zombies. They're clearly zombies. I know they're zombies. You know they're zombies. I'm going to call them zombies. I, I was going to say, they did give them like little sort of subcultures because they had yeah, like the, the alpha. They had the alphas. They had like just the regular sort of runner zombies. And then they had the shamblers. And stuff like that's fine. But I'm watching Walking Dead at the moment. I'm on like season seven or eight. Like I'm pretty far into it and they've met so many different groups and oh my god they've got to be running out of different ways of calling them zombies without <laughs> saying zombies by now yeah someone I, should just be like hey guys these are, things are kind of like zombies right no in, the, in like the final episode of like the finale ever someone will go oh they're kind of like zo-, and someone will cut them off yeah yeah they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. tease it they'll age of ultra on it but talking of that though james one thing that bugs me about zombie especially bug me in this this is a world where zombies do exist. Half the team are aware of zombies or experienced fighting zombies, right? Especially people like Batista. And yet, they are going into this, like, the zombie-infested waters, not wearing, like, gear on their arms to protect them. <laughs> They're all wearing T-shirts yeah. and bare, just showing bare skin, that- walking into zombie herds. My counter to that, Ben, is it's pretty hot in england right now and i'm i've i couldn't wear any more clothes than this they're in the nevada desert i'm going to wear body armor james i'll deal with the heat for millions of dollars i'm going to wear body armor and not risk getting my arm bitten off for a bit of heat go at night when it's colder have a vegas strip there, there was that hilarious um that that sort of hilarious moment where it's like oh 
yeah, uh, Batista's daughter in the film is going to join them because she's got her own agenda. Oh, this, the, and, the, oh. and then she straps, like, the, the pistol thing to her leg and she's like, I'm ready. And it's like, you're in a tank top and jeans. <laughs> Everyone else is kitted out and you're in a tank top and jeans. She pretty much gets everybody killed. Yeah, yeah. she does. Oh, dear. Her whole point, she's like, oh, I've got to get that lady. I'll go save her. And she was kept very safe in that building. And then she cut and like she gets the helicopter that it crashes because they go to that building and oh my and she gets a dad killed it's all her fault man she's the villain of the film man <laughs> I, oh, I, was yeah I wasn't a, I I couldn't believe um, I'm big spoilers now I am gonna I'll just say big spoilers I, mean, I cannot that Batista dies <laughs> I cannot believe that she's the only one that survives yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, because yeah, because that guy's gonna die, isn't he? The guy with the chainsaw that he, um, the saw that he doesn't use. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was another weird one. Like yeah. someone else uses it, but we never get to really see him just chainsaw through some zombies. Yeah. Uh, except in the uh, like little opening bit where they're discussing the plan. Uh, oh no, it's sorry, it's the opening credits where the it shows credits. them escape, where it shows them escaping from uh, mm-hmm. Vegas the first time. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I will say, I didn't think I'd say this coming out of a Zack Snyder film. There's some really nice like relationships in this. I felt like Batista and his like best friend, the woman. They, I felt like I believed their friendship, and I really liked the sort of one that built between um, uh, the chainsaw guy and the safe cracker. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. he was all right. I, I found liked that. I found out he's getting his own prequel for the face cracker guy. The safe Who cracker cares? guy. He's directing his own prequel. I was like, oh, okay. What, the, to this movie? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Army of Thieves or something it's called. Oh. The best... I know Dan had something to say. The no. best moment in the film, it's the bit when she gets a, a, her head, the love interest gets her head torn back 180 degrees that was mid I, 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 as soon as she started going into the I love you spiel I was like those doors are going to open there's going to be zombies in the lift and one of them's going to bite her or something and as soon as as soon as her head was twisted around and Zack Snyder chose to A put it in slow motion and B have the spine cord come out the side of her neck and the yeah. blood spurt I, I I was like if this if this uh, culminates in Dave Batista losing his absolute mind and beating up a bunch of zombies, I am gonna burst out laughing. And then he literally turns round, like does a slow mo scream, and then takes out a bunch of zombies with a pistol in his fist. And I was wetting myself laughing. <laughs> I was like, this film is so stupid, and I love it. Yeah. I just love the idea that, like, Alpha One was like, right, so if I get shot in the head, I'll die. So I'll put on my metal helmet. That makes sense. And obviously, and obviously I'm going to put a cape on as well because, you know, <laughs> I've just got to have the flair. Did you not think it looked exactly like the first Avengers Captain America helmet? <laughs> I can see what you mean. I yeah. legit thought at first it was going to, it actually was a, like a toy Captain America <laughs> at the A on his head. I legit thought, is that like a fun reference? Um, I love this little helmet. Um, go on, sorry, you were going to say something, Dan. I was going to ask you guys, do you think this film works as a heist film? Because I, I think it kind of squandered it, really. It, it totally, didn't seem... Yeah. Yes, it, it should yeah. have been a heist, a mid-heist, a zombie apocalypse breaks out. It should have been yeah, an, o- an Ocean's oh, movie yeah, that yeah. turns into a zombie movie. And how do they figure out a heist mid-apocalypse? And then they have to get out 
from the center of Vegas during a zombie horde yeah. with with yeah. no equipment and no body armor. That, How do top top bank heisters do that in Vegas? That's what I, it should have been. I, I was going to say, and that the the biggest thing about this uh, and them squandering the bank heist isn't even the heist itself. It's the fact that they had two and a half hours of runtime, and I felt like they took barely any of that time to do the let's get the gang together stuff. I don't know. Like you don't like you want some nice scenes, and if you edit it well into a nice montage, but you you don't want to take too long setting shit like that up. I think it's fine to do that if they're interesting characters. Yeah, and mm. if they're engaged, like in Oceans, it's good fun. Um, but yeah, this it was just a bit like meh. But isn't that guy? Oh God, excuse me. <laughs> you alright, then? <laughs> yeah, fine. Just having the heart attack James had uh, <laughs> last week. Those HSBC texts we've been getting just freaking me out, dude. <laughs> uh, but isn't that that guy with the blonde hair? Wasn't he a trick shot artist or something with zombies? He doesn't like do yeah, any yeah. trick shots throughout the whole film. Yeah, he does. Uh, one uh, that I noticed. Also, do you know what really, really wound me up about this film? Right. So the guy that um, Scorpion sends in with them to spy on them and double cross them. Yes. He throws the glow stick off and sends Bandana Girl the wrong way and gets her killed. Great, sound, whatever, he's taking them off, fine. She then comes back and, like, finds them again. I was like, oh, ooh, there's going to be a whole scene where she reveals and they turn him. She then gets eaten. In her last moments, why does she not shout? Even if it's just one of those ones where she shouts a dead cryptic clue and the guy doesn't quite understand it, but it creates tension. Why did she not say anything, any hint or warning that this guy is fucking them over? Like, she could have said it, like... I can't quite remember, but she could have said like maybe like in Spanish, like a natural, and to, to, so, so only that that her mate could have only understood, have a bit of attention. Like, is he gonna? What's he gonna do with that information? Oh, and, cool. and but I think yeah. I'm pretty anything, certain. I'm anything. pretty. I think in that scene though, she definitely could have got away as well at first. I think she did the the, the typical fall on the floor and just don't get up syndrome yeah. that people have in movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I will say. Uh, Another thing that I'm glad... Uh, it was a big part of the trailer. It was one of the things I was excited for uh, concerning the ridiculousness of this film. I'm glad that they didn't totally squander the zombie tiger. It, I, I was really scared that they were going to... Didn't s- they? I, I, mean, going, they, I think they did. They, they, could have they, used, did. they could have used it more, but I really thought after it sort of wandered off the second time, I was like, this tiger's not going to kill anyone. They're not going to kill it, and it's not going to kill anyone. So the fact that it had that sort of scene where, because he kept, the guy who double-crossed him, he kept saying, not a fan of this tiger, it's unnatural. Not a fan of this tiger. So the fact that he walked out, and then the tiger was behind him, I was like, okay. nice, Very blatant, but fun little sort of foreshadowing. And then it absolutely tore him to pieces. I would say the tiger disappointed me, because I thought, oh, cool, a zombie tiger... How will it act? How will it sound? And there's no difference between a, tiger. a live tiger and a zombie tiger. I thought you could have done something yeah. really cool with like a sluggish, dead. How does it roar? As if it's undead. Like zombies don't sound like humans. Sound design, yeah. yeah. What you could have done something really cool. Like I, I got. I thought oh, you could do something like if anyone's seen Annihilation, that bear scene or that scene yeah, in Annihilation. Yeah. You could have done something really cool with a tiger like that. And it's just a tiger. With yeah. a skull face. And like that's the thing, it's a it's a nice design, it's a nice idea. And the thing for me where I'm a bit like, oh, 
wasn't really in the film much. It was the entire marketing campaign for this film. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's the symbol next to the hashtag. Every like promoted tweet you see is like that tiger coming out of the screen. So like, mm. oh, this is a big deal. It fucking isn't. It's the, it's the um, Captain Phasma of Army of the Dead, isn't it? Yeah. It's the cell toy. <laughs> it's the uh, no, it's the it's the Slimer of the Army of the Dead. Ah, uh, oh, yes, oh even God. yeah, even oh, more so. Slimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, slimer. But um, I was glad that it got to kill someone, and I love that they gave it a name and a backstory. <laughs> Did they? The tiger. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. It was oh, one of Siegfried and Roy's. Yeah, it's it's yeah. one of Siegfried oh, yeah. and Roy's, and it's called Valentine. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> they should have well, had a zombie zombie Siegfried with it. Yeah, I know. I, 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 Do I mean, was, I was really hoping that they had not. It didn't even have to be Siegfried or Roy. They they could have just had a zombie magician like show up with Did the tiger. Am I making it up that at one point in real life a tiger turned on someone in Vegas and killed them? Oh, definitely. That's so yeah. happened. Oh, uh, uh, the, 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 quite dark, but they could have done that. They could have the, been like that. Whoever that was was with them. Uh, it was it was Siegfried and Roy. It I thought it that, was. Yeah. That that tiger turned on one of them, and I don't think it killed him. I think oh, it just okay. very badly. It it hospitalized him. I mean, at the end of the day, what like what do you expect when you grab a wild animal, cage it, and make it perform? It's gonna snap at some yeah. point. Oh right, yeah. Right? I th- isn't it why is Zack Snyder <laughs> why what is his deal with... he's a filmmaker <laughs> what, what is the deal with zombie babies what's going on guys yeah. both zombie Loves movies it. he's had it in for newborns being zombies he's gonna he one-upped himself this time being both parents are zombies this time how that works we will not question very strange. Uh, and yeah. didn't, and wasn't it glowing blue? Yeah, it was glowing blue. Like so, that's why I was like confused about the whole blue eye thing. So I thought, I thought as well. Oh, is it? Are they robots? But then the newborn was bluey as well. And I thought maybe is it because is it something to do with aliens? It's because yeah. it's is it, military it, military developed or something. Wasn't I it, thought so. has the zombies. Is it a zombie because of some sort of alien tech that's revived it and somehow that's in their DNA because it's an alpha, two alphas. It's yeah, made like it some sort of thing. Uh, and then <laughs> when um... they got squished or whatever happened to it, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, oh, they pulled it out and the thing yeah. got their head chopped off. Yeah, was it? And oh, then. And then at the end, when Batista finally kills that alpha zombie, as his head explodes, you see a bunch of like blue mist with yeah, a new, yeah. like blood explosion. So, it's so just... they can do so. They'll make, they'll make a they might make a sequel. And they're like, absolutely they're making, making a sequel. Making a sequel. We're yeah. getting a sequel. So they're, they're, like, they're already uh... making a prequel. Oh, said yeah. they're already doing. It'll that. be the sequel of the breakout that happens after the chainsaw guy turns on the plane wherever he lands. Yeah, hundred percent. One other thing about this film. Uh, the shallow focus was a very oh my god Snyder needs to chill out he can't be DOP again (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that was like post production or it was actually done on set or whatever I feel like it was like done afterwards do you think so yeah yeah, it's it's such a low depth of field I think that's what it is it's just mad though because it's the it's the shallowest depth of field I've seen on a mainstream film it's just every single scene is just a person like a per- but parts of the face are out of focus it's so yeah. shallow yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so yeah. shallow so, like, that's why I see- thought I thought watching it oh this was filmed in Covid that's why it's all so blurry because it's just in his back garden and it's just it's all just blurred <laughs> in the back the CGI yeah yeah and I thought oh, no this is pre-Covid it was a yeah. choice like <laughs> yeah yeah they filmed it pre-Covid it, it, and stuff 
it works in certain scenes for like say if a character's yeah. dehydrated or, or tripping on something there's no reason for it no, no. like the no. slightly like it's an occasional shot you do. I think they do it in. I've not Good watched time. much of this. Um, I've not watched much of Handmaid's Tale, but they do it in Handmaid's Tale a lot, apparently, because uh, the the narrative reasoning behind that is is because it's bringing you close to the character and it's more intimate and you're really in a sp- her space and you get to see every like micro expression and blah blah blah, you know. And it kind of works, I guess. But like for this, it's like every shot and it's just a stylistic <laughs> thing. It's like it's maybe really maybe Tane, you have no sense of geography. Yeah, maybe he thought it. Maybe it's just because it kind of looks. Maybe it looks a bit cool. I don't yeah, that's, know. that's everything yeah. with Zack Snyder. Yeah, it looks exactly. cool. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, all he is. that's a driving decision <laughs> making force in his yeah. films. Is it going to look um, cool? Can, can I also just say? Nope. Um, <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, no. Uh, but, I, again, gonna say. Ridiculous. He said no, Christian. (laughs) (laughs) I am the host. (laughs) I will be respected. (laughs) I will say what I want to say. (laughs) Um, No, again, I will point out, very ridiculous film. Wasn't taking it seriously. Um, Obviously, I've mentioned before that I have an issue with misuse or overuse of CGI blood. Uh, fair enough it's a zombie film fair enough there was a lot of blood so CGI in it was probably way cheaper than buying gallons and gallons and gallons for practical Um, but why did it why every time someone's head exploded did blood fall like lead like their head would explode and it would just go boomf and hit the ground I was like why why is it falling as if it's like the densest liquid on the the planet it's grosser isn't it it's like grosser I I don't remember noticing it I thought it was peculiar. I quite, I thought it was quite funny when they're offering people the money like it got lower and lower every time yeah yeah however the safe cracker 20 grand no way He's the safe cracker. He should be quite high up. Uh, get a, a mill at least. <laughs> well, Without him. him. The, the yeah, helicopter so woman even the chopper, out, well, he's the, the most crack. useful guy. Yeah. Then it's me. Yeah. yeah. I was really waiting for it to lead up to like a We're the Millers style scene of, wait, you're yeah. getting paid that much? I'm yeah. getting paid yeah. this much. And the thing is, in We're the Millers, it works because they don't know how much they're getting paid. These people are <laughs> stealing the money with you. They know how much you're leaving with. Yeah, as soon as yeah. they open that safe, and he's like, "Why am I getting twenty grand when there's uh, I, I was, millions in here?" That—that's what I was thinking. I thought they were going to either open the safe and it was going to be empty and it was going to descend, yep. or they were going to open the safe. Everyone was going to see how much money and be like, "Hang on, why? Why am I only getting twenty grand?" <laughs> who yeah. got paid the most? Who, who out of them got paid the most? Batista and his friend, uh, I think, but, split it evenly. Yeah, but no, it was Batista, um, the guy who's. St- now gonna Scorpion. lead into the sequel. Oh no! And the woman who got her neck twisted 180 yeah. degrees. Yeah. Oh. They they were all taking 15 mil each. Then it was like I think the pilot. They were like, how do you the five million? Because they were getting 50 total. They took if they then took 15 each, there's then only five mil left, which would add up yeah. because it yeah. drops from like those mil go- to go- you get 500 grand. I was gonna say because I'm pretty sure they go to the pilot and say 500. Um, it or they say pretty quickly. They they say like something like eight hundred, then five hundred for the guy who does trick shots. And by the time they get to the safe cracker, they're like twenty grand. Twenty grand. Mental, man. Uh, mm. And I thought I thought the film. It's a shame it didn't, man. There's the bit where they get down to the safe area and they find those dead bodies. And one of them's like, "Oh, what if it's us from like a different timeline or a time loop?" And I was like, 
Oh, is this what's going to happen? Are yeah. we going to have? If it, is it going to go off the rails and be like a time loop heist film? And are they actually stuck in this like hell? Or is it? Are they going to? Or is Batista going to go back in time, save his daughter, say, you know, the heist, do it again? No. No. <laughs> no. I was really confused film. by that because they even have the shots of it does a close up of like a zombie with the same necklace as Batista's friend and all that and I was like hmm. what, what's going on why are you showing us evidence of this theory if it's not real yeah. was it all just ideas it I was... think maybe, maybe it is real maybe, I think that's the thing with this film so many so many ideas and just not none of yes. them kind of you, you had the idea of like the, the, the fact it's in Las Vegas you had the idea of like the heist you had the idea of the, the origin of the zombies and then you had the fact the zombies were a bit more intelligent and then you've got all this like character stuff going on with you know Dave Batista and his uh, daughter and what have you and yeah loads of characters as well it's just too too much yeah too much. Can, totally can, agree can, can I also say um, I've said this a few times now just the phrase can I also say but um, I love that they have that one zombie overpower like all the military guys at the beginning could not be stopped then when we first see the reason that dave batista is like so uh freaked about going back into uh vegas is because his uh wife was infected and he had to take her out i love that he put down the gun walked over his wife lunged at him and he literally like one-handed round the throat managed to push this <laughs> zombie back it's like these zombies were like overpowering people in previous scenes and dave batista's just so strong that he's just like yeah no batista you know i just thought i quite like... escapes mary 51 is that the alpha who had the helmet on i i assume that was the alpha yeah that's why yeah, I, yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. so yeah I assumed it was him. I thought they'd try a bit more obvious to make it, like give yes. him a distinct a scar or scarf yeah. pattern or something. Um, uh, but yeah, it was, it, I forgot what I was going to say as well. Sorry. Oh, well done, Ben. Oh, you were saying about how Batista one arm held him down. Yeah, that, there's also a point where he like picks up one of the like blackjack tables and pushes it towards the zombies, and you literally really see far. this like gust of air from around it, and it it. Like proper goes down the, the middle yeah, of the. Yeah. What's it? And I was like, how strong? Why? Why? Why does Dave Batista go between like regular man to superhuman strength? Yeah. It's it's stupid, but it's also <laughs> probably one of my favorite things in the film is that Batista, until the it's end, just can't. Nature. He, he just can't be killed. He's literally taking out zombies yeah. left and right with a pistol and a knife. I did quite like the section. I remembered it now. I did quite like the section where they have to go through those like. In the the zombies that are like almost statues, and they've got to like properly. Nice be. tension there. I thought that was all right. Yeah, you know, yeah. I thought it was quite. That's a nice idea. And again, yeah. really weird that the first thing when they get into Vegas, the woman's like, "Oh, don't worry, these zombies are all dried out from the heat. But she if was... it rains, you don't want to be around then. But we're no not going to show it. Yeah. Why yeah. mention it then? Leave it for the sequel. For, for, for sequel. Mm. For sequel. Mm. I, I, I mean, yeah, I I, I was kind of hoping they do. They, they do more tense sequences like the like walking through the dormant zombies because um, it, it's something I've seen done before in like other uh, films and games and stuff because uh, the film adaptation of Silent Hill there's a section with the weird nurses that have no eyes that where they they have to try and sneak through them. Uh, and this was that on like a massive scale, 
Um, so I was like, oh, th- th- this is quite interesting. I-, I hope they do more stuff like this. It, it kind of just becomes a point of, oh, actually, these zombies, like most zombies in zombie films, are made out of literal paper mache, mm. except for the key important zombies. And you can just tear through them with regular bullets. Because <laughs> when we watched the Red Letter Media video, they showed up all like how it how it's just the same as Aliens. Like, there's so many elements of this film that's the same as the film Aliens. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, he, that guy who wants to take the head is Burke, who steals, yeah. and there's even shots where he closes the door on people, he closes the door on the coyote. There's the woman who's the trick shot woman who's got the red bandana like Vasquez. There's loads yeah. of different moments where it's just like Aliens. It's such, a, it. such a worth-watch video. Oh, yeah. and they talk about, they say, if you watch this film on a 4K monitor, there's a dead pixel. There is. I I I, I was going to bring this up. I thought I was insane. <laughs> there's a dead. There's dead pixels in certain scenes. There's what like at the beginning of the film. I was like, oh no, has this TV got a dead pixel? <laughs> oh, so I was I was sat there like, oh no, that my, my TV the, the TV's starting to cop out, and then it cuts to the next scene. No dead pixel. Then it had cut back. Dead pixel, and I was so distracted throughout the entire film. And then at about the halfway point second dead pixel appears on the other side of the screen mm. that drive me insane <laughs> it's mm. it's so bad yeah mental isn't it some be- one camera they own in the filming is got dead pixels and it's mental oh, that, it? that'd be one of the things in like it's such a small thing but as soon as i notice it that's it i'm not gonna be able to enjoy this film yeah, now. Yeah. I, I noticed it like what like maybe six seven minutes into the film oh. and it's two and a half hours <laughs> <laughs> strap in christian yeah mad in it yeah in, in general I, I i liked this film it kind of finished and i went i enjoyed it it went pretty fast but i i can't bring myself to give it a high rating because it's kind of soulless yeah, yeah. i just found it a bit like of all the potential ideas you could have done, they just did like the most boring idea. Especially yeah. now, I know it's a pre. I'm pretty certain it was filming pre-COVID. It kind of has no excuses. I thought, <laughs> oh well, you know, it's COVID, and they thought, okay, well, you know, it's in the desert, and then you know, nobody's, no one can film together. So it's all isolated shots. Okay, no, that's not the case. Yeah. And it had all these, you know, the Vegas setting, all the ideas you talked about, and they didn't really utilize any of it. And it just, it just feels like it's not really trying. Yeah, I just thought it was just like very kind of meh but some it had its flares of had potential seeds of ideas, and yeah. seeds and yeah. decent ideas yeah. and the woman getting her head totally rotated was and then batista going mental was great yeah <laughs> that 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 was probably my uh highlight of the film uh that and how ridiculously long the zombie tiger kill scene was. So like, long. For a while. I, th- I thought it was just going to be like a, it jumps at him, you see it bite, and then it cuts back to yeah. the regular sequences. They, it proper plays with yeah. its food. They watched The Revenant and just did that. <laughs> yeah. <the tiger. laughs> um, but yeah, if like I went into this film and I was like, not gonna t- from the trailer, I'm not going to take it seriously. I'm not going to go in with high expectations. I had fun. It was long. There was a lot of better ideas that they literally included in the film that they could have done um, and some weird Easter eggs that they included that could go somewhere in a sequel if it gets one, which it's Netflix, so it probably will because they'll throw money at anything. Um, And yeah, I, I mean, I would have given this film like literal 10 out of 10 if they'd have had a sequence where Batista just took out a room of zombies 
with wrestling moves. <laughs> but they didn't do Bands. that. They didn't do that. So, you know, get gets just sort of a middling review. Yeah. He even gets taken out the same way as Burke. He gets... Because Burke gets killed by... Spoilers. But gets, he gets killed by the alien the same way the guy gets killed by the tiger. Aliens, yeah. man. Wow. Dan? Um, I mean... I'm not much of a... You, you didn't watch it, so... <laughs> no, I didn't really watch it. <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of, like, sort of three quarters watched it. Um, and I'm not really a zombie film person. And I don't think this film is going to make me a convert anytime soon either. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind a decent zombie film, but it's like... I appreciated the fact that it was trying to do something a little bit different. And it, I appreciated that it was kind of... It had a lot of ideas, but... Yeah, it just didn't really hit hit the mark with any of them. And it kind of, it didn't, you know, I sat down and thought, maybe it'll keep my attention. Maybe it'll distract me from what I'm actually doing. And I'll watch this film and I'll really enjoy it. Because there was, a, there was a, quite a large amount of hype behind it. Um, but it just didn't really do that. So, yeah. Yeah. It was all right. It, it, yeah. Was, it wasn't a... It wasn't a good serious take like 28 Days Later, but it wasn't subversive and funny enough to be a Shaun of the Dead or Zombieland. I yeah. don't know where it ranks in my Zack Snyder ranking. I guess in the middle? Maybe fourth or fifth? I don't know. i kind of got to think about it. I, I, I think I'd put it above Dawn of the Dead, to be honest. Oh, yeah, I would. Um, because this was more I fun. I, I don't know if I would. I think like, I, Dawn of the Dead wasn't fun. <laughs> Fair enough. Here's another one. Very quick. If you're gonna do like an opening sequence where it's a bunch of shots of like the zombie outbreak in all these different places, don't because it's you're not gonna top Zombieland. You're just not. Yeah, I know. I, I as soon as it started uh, doing it, I was like, it's not Zombieland though, is yeah. it? It's weird as well. I thought I thought he did a decent job, and you can tell he used to make music videos because that's kind of what it was. I just and I know directors have a thing, but he did like. It's not even the best music montage Snyder's done in his own filmography. Watchmen is a really good one. Watchmen's definitely the best one. And so he, I was just watching going like, well, it's not Watchmen, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like... It's, eh. it's not Watchmen. It's not Zombieland. Yeah. What was the song they used? For this uh, one? I can't remember. Is it, 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 it's is an it Elvis Presley song, yeah. Is, is, is oh, it Viva Las Vegas? It was Richard, it was, wasn't it Richard Cheese, Christian? Yeah, I think so. It was like a because it was it, in Dawn of the was, Dead, wasn't it? With the yeah. down with the sickness, they he's d- yeah, used it, it again. But it, it was, was Viva Las Vegas. The yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I will say that uh, he he does seem to have, uh, you know, maybe maybe Deborah Snyder's helped him out, but he does seem to have added some songs to his uh, iPod now. Now he's got new. <laughs> Someone's told him to lighten up. There's like, why don't we make the font pink, Zach? <laughs> Have you heard of the color pink? Yeah, that's a thing now. Though they, they compromise. Sorry, James. Go on. Oh, yeah, you go. Oh, okay. My pleasure. No, that's a, a thing that I keep, I seem to be noticing, though, that they're going for that kind of sort of almost comic booky kind of in-your-face kind of look, like they did it with Promising Young Woman as well, that, like, neon kind of luminous colours. I, th- I think in the Bubble case... Of, I think in the case of this, people refer to it as um, Neon Apocalypse. Ah. It, it's, it's, a thing, it's a thing that pops up in games a lot. So, yeah. like, Neon Apocalypse games refer to stuff like Borderlands and Rage. Yeah. Where they're, you know, a lot of the game is very apocalyptic and grey, but it also has, like, popped, vibrant colours. Yeah. Because, um, um, specifically, uh, Bethesda's Rage 2 
it's like massive gray uh, like massive gray landscape with areas of pink so there's like pink piping on everything and all the guns are like bright pink colors and shoot colorful neon lasers it was set in las vegas the neon apocalypse place on planet yeah, Earth. yeah. They, they could have done way more neon apocalypse oh, mate you could have had a, there's like in vegas they have those giant fountains you could have had a zombie go up on that fountain and just get launched in the air like or like the hangover but with zombies you don't oh oceans 11 but with zombies i i, I wonder whether part of it is because i think <laughs> they've there's like issues with what you can and can't film in las vegas or whether it's just a thing of they were like we we just we can't afford to do too much stuff the problem is there's a very simple answer for that different city <laughs> yeah to be honest it doesn't even look like they went to vegas i'm pretty no. sure 90 no, percent of that was either. on a green screen yeah, they, they no probably chance. didn't because they can't afford it yeah also pandemic it's pre-covid pre-covid there's no excuses man <laughs> yeah true okay that's a good point um but yeah so there you go <laughs> we have officially decided that it was just kind of okay uh yeah. so i i guess we'll move on uh and go to uh what we recommend because i believe everyone has an item to bring to the table i've got something worth recommending that is far less meh than just Zack snyder Zack Snyder's Army Dead. Mine, for the right audience, was incredible. Ben recommended it to me last time. Oh. I went away and watched the Friends Reunion, and oh, oh. my <laughs> God. I loved it. It was incredible. It's exactly what a reunion what? should be. It was mainly... Most of it was essentially just these six people that we watched and loved for years coming together, having a bit of a reminisce, telling some behind-the-scenes stories, rereading some of the scenes, which was quite fun to see. It was just, it was just nice watching them hang out and reminisce and give us some behind the scenes uh, stories uh, yeah i uh i also went off and watched the friends reunion oh Woo! my god maybe have i watched all the it? friends huh have you watched all the friends yeah yeah oh, okay seen... oh my I, god I, I i have seen all the friends um big fan of friends i love friends. I, at least once through friends um, <gasps> friends mug oh what's Is happening i yeah, I the, don't like it enough to justify this mug. I don't know where this mug's from. <laughs> I genuinely don't. It's just big. It's all right, friends. Sorry, Christian. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, the, the the reunion was good. Like from what the from what they'd given away by giving out this like guest list and everything, I had I, I was I was very scared about this reunion. You know, when they're like, oh, it's it's hosted by James Corden and we've got all these unnecessary guests. I was like. Oh, this this is gonna be a, an absolute cringe fest that isn't gonna represent friends whatsoever. It was actually pretty great. Like it mainly focused on the six cast members. You know, you'd have guests that were on, like um, Maggie Wheeler, who played Janice, came on, did a little bit with them, uh, which was nice. And Tom Selleck came back and did a little yeah. bit with them. Um, James Corden, he doesn't say a lot. No, he, he, he mainly just—he just asks questions to the audience oh, uh, and just asks them questions, which is nice. I kind of wish and, Brad Pitt came back; that would have been quite good. Oh, I just uh, that. and, That's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, that yeah. would have been quite good. Uh, I've and, seen that one. And cast that the, the, the like guests uh, section was actually pretty interesting because it would be literally like the guests would come on screen in a white room and be like, "This is how Friends impacted my life," and then they'd move on. Yeah. It wasn't like anything uh, super heavy. 
you know, like Cara Delevingne, they're like, oh, she's just going to be a model, and she's, she, you know, which is her job. She's just going to walk up and down in iconic outfits from the series. Let me, let me ask, let me ask, Malala, you know, we sort of talked about Malala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why was, uh, why, what was her uh, reason? It, it's another one where she's just in a white room, it's with her one of her friends, and they just talk about how, like, they connected over watching Friends together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, it, it's, okay. It, it's about how, like, because it, it's another one, like, I was like, why are BTS there? And <laughs> B, 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 BTS have this little, like, talking head moment where they're like, oh, well, you know, we all really enjoyed Friends. Friends was really big in South Korea. Um, and it was how a lot of us learned how to speak English from watching Friends. Mm. Wow. Um, so it, it made, most of the guests, it's like, this is how it impacted my life. That's cool. And one thing I will say is because we mentioned that we were worried about, like, oh, it's a shame that Paul Rudd and Cole Sprouse aren't it. I'll be honest, the guests from the show that they do get to come in, they're so, hi, I'm here, ooh, it was cool, and bye. Oh. I don't think it really would have. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't, say it's not a negative it. impact. <laughs> no, it's not a negative impact enough that they aren't in it, because I think if they were in it, it wouldn't have made that much of a difference because they're so quick. But, no. you know, why not, though? Um, no, it was really good. I loved it. I'm not going to lie. I'll admit it now. I think maybe, like, 15 minutes in, I'd already teared up twice. Like, oh. I was proper oh. emotional watching this. It, it was it, like a proper, like, go back to my childhood. And it felt really nostalgic. It was great, man. It, it is like a, a nostalgia trip. Um, and it feels like home. It, it, it's, it's, oh. nice, it's, it's nice that they just sort of let them get on with it. They, like, put them on the set, yes. let them hang out, let them, you know, talk and reminisce naturally. Um, and the, the sort of main thing that was like emotional for me was seeing how hard it had sort of hit matthew perry yeah he um, did he didn't look great bless him no that like he he didn't he, he looked really uncomfortable being there um because friends of course impacted him quite badly and you know sort of his started personal life yeah, yeah it, it, re- it really badly affected his personal life and his professional life after friends finished um and there is like a little point where they're all sitting down and talking about, oh, it was great having a, a live audience because we knew when jokes landed and it, it just felt great to hear that live laugh. And he was like, oh, no, no, I, I really didn't like having the live audience because like every time they didn't laugh or I didn't feel they laughed enough, I died a little inside. Yeah. Mm. Um, it and I'm pretty sure it's Lisa Kudrow leans forward and goes, you never told us that. And he's like, oh, I, I, I just didn't think to mention it at the time and like that there's little bits that they sort of get through of the difficulties that each of them had and but also the fun that they had and the it's 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 just a very nice little special where you get to see how this has impacted their lives as much as other people's Mm. if if you like friends absolutely watch it and even if you don't i think it's it's still kind of interesting to watch like there was something curious by it yeah, because yeah, yeah. they, they get the three creators talking about certain bits. And there was just really interesting bits there, like stuff that I'd never heard. Like, one thing that I really liked was they said when they were taking it to studios, the sort of, like, one-line pitch they gave it was, it's about that time in your life when your friends are your family. I was like, yeah. that's a really good way of dis- succinctly putting it. Yeah. Have you guys... I've, I was doing the rounds on the internet. Do you guys freak out when you found out that Schwimmer and Aniston actually liked each other and couldn't actually go I out? I found this out on watching the reunion yeah yeah yeah, because 
David Schwimmer in the reunion they said David Schwimmer and David and David and Jennifer Aniston like actually fancied each other at the beginning and then yeah, like, yeah, they that, couldn't that. get together because they were with other people or something like that like in like in the show yeah it, right oh, it, shit. It, okay. it's so, it's something that they like open up about there's a few little things like that where they point out stuff that uh, or like elaborate on stories that people hadn't fully heard mm-hmm. um like there's a Matt LeBlanc one where he talks about the time that he dislocated his shoulder doing something for the show. All right. And then they had to, because he dislocated his shoulder, they had to go off, film several episodes where he's in a sling and invent okay. a reason as to why he's in a sling. All right, yeah. And then yeah. after he'd recovered, go back and film the end of the previous episode. Oh, right. <laughs> and they were, it, they were saying it's like, it's typical because they filmed so many scenes, like a normal tv show or so many episodes sorry how so many like normal tv shows normal films will do where it's all out of sync it's all out of order and then like right for one episode we're going to film it like an actual uh theater play like it's going to be in real time and of course that's the episode where he dislocates his shoulder and they have to stop they can't film different <laughs> scenes and stuff they have to completely halt production and come back to it another time They're never doing it's that just again <laughs> no i think they literally said oh no that was it they said like every episode they did like a little huddle and like a okay guys let's get ready let's go and then for that episode they went do we really need to do this or oh, probably not never mind so do it and then after that every time apparently they were like oh do we need to do the huddle matt was like we are doing the huddle i'm not dislocating my shoulder <laughs> <Yeah>. again <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you guys a question. Uh, do you think the show will come back? Should no. it come back? No, no, I don't think it should. That should never I'm happen. I'm so glad they didn't do a new episode. And they, yeah. they even said at one point in the reunion, Dan, they're like, this is the last time the six of us will ever be all together hmm. answering questions about friends. And I think it was Courtney Cox went, yeah, because we're not going to do it again in 15 years. Like, this is it now. Yeah, sure. yeah. And I believe them. Hmm. I don't know why you would do um, that. Money I, I, talks. No, I mean, because like right. I, I, I really do get a sense that it's not just a money thing for them. Like they do yeah. love this show and they love each other. And they've said like they'll they'll, they'll try and meet up more and stay in contact better. But yeah. I think this is it. This is a line I, under friends. Yeah. I, I was which I'm okay with. I think it's a good line. It needs to stay yeah. in the past. There, yes, there is a, there is a point as well Let where the past d- die. Yeah, yeah there, there, there is a point as Kill well it where if you have to. <laughs> There is a point where James Corden says, um, "Like, oh, do do you think you'll, you know, do do you think you'll come back and you'll do like a movie or a special episode or something?" And one of them points at the like creators that are sat in the audience. Is like that's up to them. And another one goes, "Ah, well, you know, it's one of them things. Like all of the characters in that last episode had nice like bows wrapped around their stories, and they, they, you know, their stories were all nicely tied together, and it was a nice ending." and if we came back to do another episode, you'd have to untangle all that and cut all those cords. Yeah. And it'd end up just ruining what was a nice wrapped up ending. One thing yeah. I thought was really funny was, so they asked each character, oh, what do you think you're doing now? Where do you think you went after the show? And they talk about that. They turn to Matt LeBlanc and he says, he just makes a joke of, oh, he's probably opened a sandwich shop somewhere. I thought Christian, I was like, hmm, they uh, didn't mention the failed spin-off they gave Joey. Didn't, didn't <laughs> want to mention that one. Oh yeah, God. <laughs> hey, God, it I got almost a forgot whole that existed. Season two. I don't even know did, if it did, finished a season. I, 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 I'm it, not it, entirely sure it got past a pilot. It, no, it it got a full season because I've definitely yeah, seen it did, multiple yeah. episodes. Oh, did it? Oh, I, I didn't. Um, even I didn't stick with that. It, it just it, didn't have the ma- the, the magic. Was, wasn't there, man? Maybe it is uh, timeless. 
<laughs> That'd be really interesting to watch now. Uh, but Ben and Dan, what have you been watching? Yes. Unlike the show Friends, where it's about multiple people and several names and faces and writers coming together, we watched a show about one man, all by his own, all done by himself. Didn't we, Dan? Yes, in one room. In one room. Throughout a year during this uh, strange time we're in. Yeah, we watched um, Bo Burnham's new special, which is on Netflix currently. It's called, uh, it's called Inside. Inside, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, and I don't know, We, me and Ben haven't really spoke about this together, about what we thought about it. <laughs> it um, just finished and you silently both left the room. <laughs> well, it finished and we both sort of just went... <laughs> and then just went and then just went off and did our own things. So for for the uninitiated, Bo, Bo Burnham, he started off on YouTube um, like 15 years ago or thereabouts, doing sort of musical comedy type type deals. Huh? Oh shit! Oh, right. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot. Sorry. Where we are. Uh, yeah. So wait. you know, 15 years time. I was gonna say, can't wait for uh, 15 years time to have the uh, spaceman from Pluto Netflix special. That'd be our yeah, third okay. one. The reunion. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> special reunion. guests, Derek. Get to see his face. <laughs> the face reveal of Derek Bennett. It'll David Chai will be there. All the parents will be there. Chess grandmaster, Carl Derek won't. Bennett. Because he'd have to leave his house. Yeah. Oh, okay. Carl will not be there. Carl will zoom link in. <laughs> so um, he, he started off on YouTube and slowly kind of grew to become a sort of stand-up comedian he, he basically does musical comedy um so he's done a couple of netflix specials over the years maybe three actually um in fact not netflix just specials in general and yeah. i've always been like a really big fan of bo burnham's kind of stand-up slash musical comedy because he is very he's very unique his perspective is very unique he's very self-aware um and he's pretty funny as well. His songs are like catchy, and you know he's a good musician on that level. Um, but he's also um, quite sort of clever and thought-provoking with a lot of the songs he sings, as well as being really funny. Um, so I've always been a big fan. He's not done anything for like years though, uh, and you find out the reason why actually during this Netflix special. Standard-wise, um, he's not done anything. Like yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so isn't course, he the love interest in Promising Young Woman? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, he, he wrote, he went, wrote and directed Eighth Grade, and then did I think Promising Young Woman. Right. He hasn't done stand-up and performing in a long few years uh, now. Like basically, the whole conceit of it is that like he's locked inside this room for the duration of the pandemic. He's not able to do actual stand-up shows, despite wanting to. He's not actually able to do it, so he has to basically do a DIY special and it's just him one camera and one room and like a keyboard and some musical instruments and stuff and just his own sort of ideas um and i won't spoil kind of like the little kind of story that goes goes throughout it um all i will say that is that i very much enjoyed it it's very very creative um it's it's very clever in ways which i've not really seen before it's one of those shows that i don't think you could make at any other time in in history really like it, it the fact he is constrained by the fact it's just him and a camera and some editing software um really bring it forces him to think outside the box and just be very very sort of um 
I keep saying clever, <laughs> but it, it but it, it is. It just feels like very like it feels very like very clever. Some of the some of the not only the jokes he makes, but the songs, the lyrics, and then the setup as well. Like he he has this whole setup of lights that he controls that completely changed like the ambience of the room, completely changed the mood, and cool. it wor- it works really well. You know, considering it's just him doing every everything. Um, I would, you know, I'd highly recommend it. It's, it's, it's kind of like, it's quite sort of challenging in places. And I don't, I could, I couldn't tell what was like a character and what was really him. Like, I I think a lot, like, like he's obviously got some demons, (laughs) if you want (laughs) to, um, you know, haven't we all, but like his, his seemed particularly pronounced, especially during this pandemic. It seems like he really struggled during the duration of, of this whole thing being locked away and having to do this special which went on to seem to go on much longer than he anticipated um and that had an effect on him i think but yeah it was really it was it was really good man and i think like i've still not really totally processed it all <laughs> i think it needs yeah, like several it, it needs a rewatch i think yeah 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 for sure don't know if it's if i'm putting it on my list or not because i've heard nothing but good things about it from what you're saying it does really sound like my kind of comedy like something that makes you laugh but there is there's like a message and a kind of point behind it i'm just i'm not big on musical comedy like stand-up yeah. shows that are just songs it's not yeah, yeah. just that though it okay the majority of it is songs there's sections where he just talks yeah and that but besides that it's definitely one of like it's definitely the best piece of post pre during pandemic content i think ever created by a a country mile it's so well shot and well lit i couldn't believe that it was one dude Hmm. i question if it's one person because i thought it was really really scandal it will be Mm -hmm. because just watch it going it's one guy doing all of this this is nuts it blows army the dead out of the water (laughs) (laughs) we probably should have led with this because yeah yeah, like it's it was i just thought like i didn't find it hilarious i didn't laugh all the way through i found it so but so engaging and i thought yeah it's it's so creative and he's got to think outside the box and the songs he's written and the bits that he does, and and the the, the performance, I just thought was so engaging, How really long is it? really good. It's like an hour oh, and a half, hour and twenty. It, yeah, well, okay, I was going to say okay. something then, but okay. I won't spoil it because it's part of the. Film. I will at least give it a go. It's so worth um, James. So I actually, worth I I actually thought of, sorry, I actually thought <laughs> really of you well. during this because I remember oh, you mentioned thanks, that. <laughs> I remember you mentioned that you quite like musical theatre, right? Yeah, yeah. And 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 I feel like a lot of these songs have a big musical theatre vibe about them. Ooh. Like they, like even though it's just one him, like they sound pretty big. It's not just yeah. him and a guitar. So you know, at oh, one point there is, but it's like there's a lot of layers to the music, and it's very produced. It sounds very vocals. professional. There's tons of stuff going on in the music, and it's very sort of, it's very musical theatre. His he voice is very musical theatre. Yeah, like yeah. on performing okay. like a little, almost like a live performance. Yeah. Th- this is one that is. I'm definitely probably going to watch it in the next week. Um, I'll probably watch it on one of my days off. If you're like hesitant about watching this, because uh, this does definitely sound like he's really sort of pushing. I mean, he's a very creative guy. He's so intelligent. For... He's clearly really intelligent. I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I'd, I'd said, I haven't said That's to you, cool. Dan, but I'm looking up 
interviews that he's done because I want to hear him talk. Yeah, yeah. He's clearly a very intelligent, articulate person. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. massively so, yeah. yeah. But th- this this definitely sounds like he's like really pushed the boat out, been very experimental. Um, and I, I think his comedy is like funny. I think it's very self-reflective and it's very engaging. So yeah. like, if you're worried about going into this, I, like I mentioned it earlier, I would recommend his special What? Because I watched that like maybe four times over. Don't do it, James. Uh, during, uh, <laughs> I held uh, myself back that time. <laughs> but yeah, I, I watched that sort of special maybe four times over the course of being in uni um, because it's just sort of a, a really fun, entertaining special and uh, I, I'd, I'd highly recommend watching that. Yeah, I think I said to you, Dan... As um, an intro. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go back and go through the specials and go through his stuff. Yeah. I was um, watching them again. I've, I've watched 8th sure. grade before, and 8th grade's great as well. 8th yeah. grade mm-hmm. is great as well. Yeah. Yes. So that's worth worth the watch as well. He's just a very intelligent writer. And I think also it's very... It's, it really captures the moment, like the mood of the moment, of just, you know, someone of a certain age. It's just about to turn 30, and it's like capturing this kind of weird situation that people who are a little bit younger are in who just this suspended animation and all that weird shit that we have to put up with every single day like that's being you know beamed at us constantly 24 7 just just everything it says a lot about that um at the same time as being like quite quite thought-provoking and funny and yeah I, I, honestly i really heavily recommend it to you guys okay, and yeah. for anyone listening um you know it's really good really good anything else guys separately as well i watched two movies and both of them where <laughs> yeah. dan watched the final 30 minutes with me and in both movies it was like a cacophony of sound yeah. both oh times yeah. oh. it, it was it was both it was two mornings where i was like oh dan i'm just gonna watch this final 30 minutes that all right and they were both filled uh, with screaming it was uh go on ben it was the first one i watched was do the right thing the spike lee film oh such a good film um, so great really worth the watch fantastic they, on netflix with Gus really, from breaking bad really great but a young um, version of him, and it's kind of weird to witness. Uh-huh. John's Turo as well. And then I watched uh, Boys in the Hood, the John Singleton film with Ice Cube and Cuba Gooding. And... Yeah. And they're both films where the... Uh... Um, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. He looks really good in that film. Lawrence too. Fishburne. Yeah. Looks Fishburne. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, Fishburne. Well, yeah, Matt LeBlanc as well. Yeah. yeah. I didn't say anything about that one. Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> well, I didn't say LeBlanc. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. I said both LeBlanc. You, Someone both else you, said LeBlanc. Both you and Christian did it. Play the tape. The <laughs> thing I thought was really funny was, so they asked each character, oh, what do you think you're doing now? Where do you think you went after the show? And they talk about that. They turn to Matt LeBlanc. 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 They both seem like really good films, but yeah, I just caught the last half an hour of them because like... Ben was watching it in the morning and I st- stagger in and he's watching these films. I think, yeah, I'll sit down for a bit. And it's like literally the loudest kind of Do most, the right thing. Like, it's, screams, was... it's people going hysterical for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> I was sure in that one as well. I was I, I was quite hungover, so it just did not help whatsoever. I was uh, proper like, this is the worst. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that, 
<laughs> the, the, the last half hour of do the right thing is just utter chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. really worth. It's really worth the watch. Really, uh, feels like it's just recommend. building up, to, building up to that. It's like a pressure cooker type situation, yeah, and then yeah, I, yeah. and then, and then that last half an hour is like the, yeah. the explosion. Really, worth the watch. James, really good on Netflix. Mm. Like, there's a certain look to like eighties and nineties films that I really that's very, yeah. very, very, very sort of specific. You can't quite put your finger on it. Yeah, like nineties films. I think, only 90s films look like that yeah, yeah. it's weird I think, it, I think it's something to do with like the the, the kind of cameras they use technology obviously also like the way things were lit it's it's very you get a, there's a very 90s style of lighting where I don't, I'm not a lighting person at all I don't know the first thing really about lighting but there's really specific kind of ways like the sets are lit and then it just makes it look a certain way. But it's cool. I miss it. Someone should try and do a film in that style again. I reckon it'd yeah, it's, do it's, well. It's hard to describe. But I was going to ask you, Dan, what oh, yeah. be- before you turned it off, I, I think you turned it off because you did something else, You or maybe just played F1. What were you thinking of Far From Home? Because well, I, oh, right. I thought until the fight scene in Venice, you were into it. I was, I was kind of half watching because I could um, hear you laughing at it. And I thought, he seems to be I? into it. Oh, you were yeah. laughing at the jokes. You were giggling away and... <laughs> that I thought you might have been enjoying it. No, to be honest, like I, I'm, I mean, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I got like half an hour in, or thereabouts. Um, it seemed fine. It was what I expected. Um, it's tried to do what the first film did with its humor and its kind of slightly off the cuff kind of style and everything. Um, yeah, it's like it's the thing with all these films that I really like. It's my own thing. Like I just zone out during the action and I just kind of, it's like. Yeah, I guess they go to Venice and like the water starts fighting them. It turns into a big man, <laughs> and it's fine and like okay, yeah, I mean fine, but like I don't know. So I kind of started zoning out then, but I'm looking forward to seeing how you can watch maybe a bit more today progress. or keep going with it. We should keep going with it. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll get it watched. I'll watch. I won't mind t- watching it again because obviously I've I've only watched I've only watched it once all the way through. James in the cinema, um, and then I've watched clips. Yeah, I mean, I I watched them. Um, I move I, on. I watch other stuff. I don't. I don't watch things, I I don't watch things again and again and again. again. I just I move forward. <laughs> I think I start. I think I I watched the first Spider-Man film in the cinema actually, and I yeah I did yeah. As in Homecoming. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right, it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I honestly I really enjoyed so the sixth the first... Spider-Man film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed uh, that film though. I really enjoyed yeah. it. I thought it's uh, I thought it's clever clever film. A really good twist in it and everything. And like obviously Michael Keaton's in it great um but we'll see man we'll see won't we <laughs> it took me eight it took me so like i went through a period of like i thought for some reason during the first lockdown oh you know what i'll do i'll watch all the marvel films because they're all on disney plus so i sat down and i watched every single marvel film <laughs> uh up until like guardians of the galaxy 2 and um it took me so long to get through certain ones. Some of them just grab you and some of them don't. I just lose interest so easily in some of them. Like Thor The Dark World hmm, took me like maybe... It took me like maybe four or five attempts to watch that film because <laughs> it was just so like, so dull. And Guardians of the Galaxy 2 took me a while actually as well. <gasps> like what, it's fine, but I just... Grabbed you? Sorry, uh, finish your point, but then yeah, what grabbed you? Which one, which one's grabbed you? Um, I think... Uh... Wait, 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 wait. Go back to Guardians 2 though. Oh no, Guardian, Guardians Two. Yeah, it was. I think it's because I'd seen it before and I knew like where the plot was going. But I just, I don't know, it's just something. It. I just kind of wanted it to end. I just didn't. There was no like driving force for me. Or like, I think it's probably because I had seen it before. Yeah. But 
but I don't know. I don't really like the Kurt Russell being a villain and everything, and he's a planet as, as well. And I just thought, oh, you know, like, <laughs> let's just end I, the film. I, I will concede that with Guardians Two because it's not a mystery, but there is this sort of undercurrent of, ooh, what exactly is going on with Ego and all this. And then yeah. once you know it on the rewatch, I, I will concede there is an element of, mm, well, we know, come on, like, yeah, let's just kind of get it done a little bit. But I think there's there's enough good character stuff in Guardians 2 that I really like. Like, I think all the stuff with Yondu and his, spoiler alert for Guardians 2, Yondu's death scene and, like, yeah. the funeral is just amazing. His relationship with Rocket is just great. Yeah. I mean, that that. I really enjoyed the first Guardians of the Galaxy film. Like, I really like. I didn't struggle to watch that one because no. because it was such like if you're watching them all in order, and then suddenly Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. It's such like it is basically like a bit of a breath of fresh air. It's so different, and all the characters are just instantly quite likable, and everything just sort of works straight off the bat. Yeah, like yeah. they did did such a fantastic job of like just get setting the entire premise up, and it it just works Ga- and it's fun. Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy really was like a turning point for the MCU because yeah. I feel like you watch most of the films before um, you, you watch most of the films before Guardians of the Galaxy and you can literally slap any director's name on that and you're like yeah I could probably believe it was yeah, that yeah 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 for sure because that... there, there's there's so there's so little life of each director in the film yeah I know what you mean I know the you only mean. one I'd argue against that is I would say for better or worse with what's come out about him since I would say the first Avengers does feel quite Joss Whedon oh yeah 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 that's that I would agree with that it's actually. not a great thing anymore but it does I really I mean I really I when I went to the, when I watched the first Avengers in the cinema I really enjoyed it I thought it was Phenomenal. one of the best I thought yeah. I thought it was like one of the best action films I'd ever seen like that first sort of like last hour seriously Ben. <laughs> yeah. You've not watched Tango and Cash. No, no, no. But like, I think that f- last hour of the first event of Assemble, it's just one massive kind of fight scene, and yeah, maybe I zoned out a couple of times. But <laughs> like, it's just really well done. There's so many little character moments in 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 that that whole fight at the end. There's so many clever little things. You know, there's that lot one long tracking shot. There's oh, so many. So good. There's so many different personalities and they're all playing off against each other and it's like, you know, Marvel have been building up to getting everyone together in one film and it kind of works and they're all teaming up and it's just very, very well sort of done and I really enjoyed it. I I think that's something we take for granted now. (laughs) Like, that was the first time we'd seen separate films come together and culminate so well. Yeah, it felt like special, yeah. Yeah, I remember at the time everyone was like... Six characters. I don't know. It's not going to get enough screen now. time. I'm not, I don't know. Don't think it's going to work. It's like <laughs> Infinity War is like double that. Th- like way more three times double. that. Yeah. Quadruple that. Yeah. Talk, go back to Guardians. Like that. Ten. That going back to Guardians though. That year. That 2014 year. If not, maybe the the best year for Marvel because that was like the, talk about you said Guardians was a turning point. That year is a turning point because it was that and Winter yeah. Soldier is one yeah. same year, Both very different exactly. Films. And you're like, this it, it, it stepped the game up. I yeah. thought it went up again. I, I was gonna say that was the year where because th- those first Marvel films, while I love them, like I really feel like the sort of 
constrictions of like Marvel are like, no, this is how this film has to be. Hmm. And then because they didn't particularly, because they were like, okay, well, Guardians are like D list characters. So, you know, we'll, we'll give it to James Gunn. If they work, they work. If they don't, then they don't. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on things. But they sort of loosened those constrictions and Guardians absolutely blew up. It was absolutely massive, and Marvel were like, "Okay, okay, maybe we can sort of let directors put a bit more. You know, we can work with these directors a bit more and let them put a bit more of a spin on it." And there's still constrictions, obviously, because you know we, we've we've had we we had Edgar Wright walk off uh, Ant Man because he didn't feel he had enough freedom, and that we've was had before Guardians. Was that before? That yeah, Ant Man was supposed to be Phase One. Yeah, yeah, Ant Man was ages ago. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. I think Avengers was I, the one that, the one that allowed Guardians to live. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they let they, Joss was a really safe, strong pair of hands. They kind of let him make his movie, and they went, oh, maybe we can do this. Maybe Favreau wasn't. They maybe maybe they thought Favreau because Iron Man Two didn't quite work. They maybe thought Favreau was just a blip. Ha. Mm. Uh, a reference. Mm. And okay. uh, thank you. And <laughs> then they thought, oh no, it, maybe it can work. Let's try it with James and with these these brothers yeah, yeah. we've got, these Russo brothers we've got. And uh, boy, did it pay off! I was going to sorry, it, Chris. It, 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 it really did pay off, and I think that Marvel have started letting people experiment a bit more. Of course, you still have that framework, but I, I like that they, you know, because Winter Soldier isn't just a superhero film; it has that sort of spy thriller yeah. underneath guardians is like very Star sort of yeah it's very space opera um and i like that they've started letting sort of directors put a piece of them in um and it, it shines through in the later films especially when you get to stuff like thor ragnarok yeah so there you have it <laughs> yeah uh, that was <laughs> a, a, that was a very sort of uh a ta- it, it was a tangential episode. Tangent- we went on a lot of tangents. Christian, there's a million words in this language. Pick one you could pronounce. Yeah, <laughs> I should. I should have. Um, <laughs> my brain isn't working. I'm very tan. tan- shit. Tangential. Tangential is the word you're going. Yeah. Tangential. Um, yeah. It's, it was a very. Ta- it was a very tangential episode. Transient. Oh, super quick, Dan. What are the what are the, uh, oh, what are the pack of dinosaurs called in? <laughs> Velociraptors. <laughs> oh, so, oh, close. The what? so close. <laughs> I, know, I, I, I mean, I know. Like, I know. I can't do like it. I'm sorry. I can't do it. One syllable of stress off there. You were so close. Velociraptors. Hey, woo. Nah, it's Velociraptors. I'm not being corrected by you young dweebs. <laughs> I'm right, you're wrong. Respect your elders. I've dweeb before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if I'm going to be really picky, I'm just going to say those aren't Velociraptors in the film, but whatever. Oh, there's always one, isn't there? God. Actually, the De- Deonychus, or whatever they're called. Deonychus. Deonychus. <laughs> <laughs> Dion- Dion- Get us out of here, Christian. Yeah, okay. Gone. 
it's been a great episode. Uh, remember to <laughs> hit like and subscribe for more of this absolutely fantastic content that you've heard, especially over the last two minutes. But uh, that's it from us. Uh, so we will see you next time. See you Bye. next time. Bye. <laughs>